Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi friends. Hi everyone. Welcome to Spice Chaos. Yes, it is chaotic here because we have an episode that we have kind of planned, but um, I know. Yeah, but before yeah. we do that, over there oh, is yes, Leanne from Spice Plants. <laughs> yeah. And over there is Caitlin from Creating in Chaos. Sometimes I do know what I do. <laughs> it's well, you know what? Sometimes it takes two of us to remember to do an intro, y'all. Um, yeah. Yes, it is just the two of us. So we have a plan. Uh-huh. And we're going to see what happens when we when we try to stick to it, you guys. But um, you know how it goes. So this is a just the two of us episode. You're welcome. And, um, you know, so there's probably people right now that are like hanging up, clicking out, just backing on right, just backing out of the episode now because it's just us. So there's nobody interesting with us. But today, um, when the show goes live, it's February first. Yes, we are officially in um, our love month, our self love month. Um, but before we talk talk about like what that means to each of us, um, and like who we love in the self love body positivity community. Um, Caitlin, how was your weekend? It's been so productive. So I put in all of my comments for all of my students. Uh, so I have like almost 200 advisory students and then like right around 60 avid students. So I put in all their comments for their report cards. So that's all done. So that feels really good. And then I just have to go in and make sure that one grade system matches the other grade system and then make sure everything is good to go. But really we're, we're, I feel like I'm now cruising to the end of the semester. You can probably hear it in my voice that I sound a little bit more mellow. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So teacher talk here, everyone, this is like tales from teaching. I have a question for Caitlin. Does your district or does your school require that your canvas and your power school match? Yeah. We sync them together. Oh my gosh. We do not. Yeah. We have think although I will say that they're not matching right now so I need to get in touch with our tech folks and see if I'm doing something wrong like if I clicked wrong buttons or what but some kids and some kids grades in in the canvas system are not as high as they are in the power school system so I'm like what the heck what's going on well okay so I know and see listen and this like I told like I told the listeners is tales from teaching but um I am not going to keep my grades updated in two places because that's twice the work yeah and I use canvas as a receptacle 
Right. Okay. And that's the kids easy for kids in, to see. Yes. The kids turn in their work to Canvas and they can see that it's been submitted. Yeah. And then I grade it and put it in PowerSchool correctly. Yeah. But I don't grade it in two places. Like, I, I, I can't do that. And I know that, like you say, that you've got your synced up. And I learned how to do that in between mm-hmm. first and second semester. Yeah. But I just, the way I have my Canvas course designed doesn't lend itself to that. Well, and you guys don't have, like, a full-on tech department that you could call and be like, this is not working correctly. <laughs> you are kind of, like, well, trying to figure it out on your own. True, true. Um, so, for us, when the kids ask us questions about their Canvas grades, I just say, look. Don't look at your grade in Canvas because that is not going to show up on anybody's transcript anywhere. That is just where you turn in your work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, for instance, if they take a quiz and two of the questions are multiple choice, so Canvas grades it for me. But the third question is constructed response and I have to go in and finish grading it. So they all get like 56 and, you know. 60% on it. And they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, no, calm down. Like I have to go in and fix it. I'm the last final say in your grade. Like just well, chill. I think our students also <laughs> don't have access to power school. I don't think they have power school accounts. I think they can only see their grades in Canvas. Okay. So that's so we what's only different use about it for yours. report cards and stuff. Okay. So that's, what's different about yours then, because mm-hmm. my students have access to power school. Yeah. My kids so, don't. They can't just yeah, like pop so in like, there and be like, because if they could, I think it would be kind of a mess right now because I don't think a lot of teachers match. And our students, uh, I love them so much, but they are the kind of kids that would be comparing every assignment and be like, why doesn't this match? Why doesn't this match? Why doesn't this match? Which yeah, is good. I'm glad that they would advocate for their education, but that feels like it could be a lot of work for me. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you got your comments and I know exactly yes. what you were going through there. Yeah. Um, and I power cleaned yesterday. So I swept the whole living area of the house and I, oh my gosh, I have, a, I have a new favorite cleaning accessory. I have a steam mop. And if any of you out there do not yet have yourself a, a steam mop, I highly recommend it. And maybe it's just because I hadn't mopped my house in a long time, but I steam mopped the floor and swept it. And it's like walking on butter right now. Like our hardwood wow. floors back to their original glory and so um, are you having company soon or like what no we just so we bring the ducks inside and we realize that it's probably kind of disgusting (laughs) that we have the ducks inside all the time without mopping the floor on the regular so oh I see okay add that to like our weekly rotation and pick up a okay I understand I understand yeah um, and I think my kids are like extra gross right now. I don't know what the deal is, but like they're walking outside in their bare feet and then tracking dirt inside. And yeah, know, that so. happens. Yeah. Especially yeah. Harrison, mm-hmm. the wild man. Yes, that that's going to happen. So no, I, yeah. I, I, I get that. Um, yeah. Well, so it sounds like you had a pretty good weekend. Did It was very productive so far. It sounds productive. Yeah. Yes. So how was your weekend? Yeah. Um, okay, so it was fine. Um, I went out of town. Um, I wasn't entirely comfortable with the entire trip. Okay. Um, mainly because I felt like that I was in a place where there were too many people. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and I just kind of felt like I wanted to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And um, luckily, I did not spend a lot of time in that place. Oh, good. So, and everyone had on a mask. And before you were even allowed to enter the place... You had, there was like a a guard at the door 
that like was keeping count of how many people were in the building and there's like a, a limit to how many people could be in there. So like, you know, they, they, they were following social distancing precautions. Right. Yeah. But it just, for me felt like, Oh, this is too many. Um, I don't like it. So we didn't spend a lot of time in that particular place. So I, it was just a fleeting moment that I felt weird. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for over the course of like the next few weeks, my hope is that teachers in my district will be allowed to get the vaccine mm-hmm. um, because I am fully aware that like I live my life, but I am very careful and I wash my hands uh, like a, a tremendous amount and I am constantly, you know, keeping my distance from people. And I, I probably over the course of the weekend when I was out of town did not touch another human being. Okay. Um, so, you know, I don't well, think that one other human being, well, the one other person that I was with. <laughs> yes. But, yes. um, but I, he does not have the Rona. No. Um, so, you know, I was very careful. There were times that I felt uncomfortable, but still stayed far away from people. And, you know, um, even like being outside, walking through the streets, I, we kept our masks on and so did everyone else. Have you heard those new recommendations that people are supposed to be like doubling up on their masks now because of these new variants or getting the like three layer masks, the ones with the extra filtration? Have you heard that? No. Oh my gosh. No. Yeah. So I'm, oh. I'm thinking about getting some of the triple layer ones or just a, a stock of the N9, KN95. I think that's the right one. Okay. Well, that is I so interesting that you said that because the person that I went out of town with this weekend just got a whole box of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could do that, too. You don't have to double yes. up wear one of those. That's that's what he got. So that's what that's what we used all weekend. So, Perfect. Um, so you were extra. Yeah. Well, we were, you know, I. I we're really trying to like live our lives and still be careful and do things, you know, in accordance to CDC guidelines and, you know, government regulations and everything else. Um, So, you know, when the places got too full and people couldn't go in, there was a line that would form and it was a socially distanced line. And, you know, it was just like, everybody was being cool about it, Mm -hmm. but I still was really happy to like get away. Yeah. Um, I bet. So I'm dying for a vacation. I know. And this was not a vacation. This was just a one day trip. Yeah. I mean, um, we I would even the, love yeah. a one day trip to drive somewhere that I don't even get out of the car. <laughs> yeah, we were seriously, we were in the car for like eight hours on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and we were out of the car long enough to like have lunch at a place and like walk around the streets of this one little town for a little while. And then after that, we were like, OK, we're back in the car. And I got to see the ocean. Oh, my gosh. I'm. I would kill for the ocean right now, literally. Yeah. I might kill somebody so, for the ocean. I I know. And I was like, okay, so the person that I was with was really cold and left their coat in the car. Mm-hmm. So we did not stay on the beach for very long. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay. And there was like very few people on the beach. So I didn't feel weird about being out there. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just like, I would have stayed and like walked a little ways, but he was very chilly so yes. we went back to the car so but I got to see the ocean mm-hmm. and all I could think was how many people today didn't get to see the ocean so how lucky am I that I got to see the ocean today you did. so yes that was I felt very grateful for that um and you know the weather will get warmer and we'll go back and um you know 
things will, you know, I'll get to be on the beach longer. Good. So it's, it's fine. But anyway, it was a good weekend. Um, I have a lot of work to do like work, work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. Um, I've got a lot of work to do today. Um, and you know, in preparation for the new week and I've got grades that I need to put in and stuff like that. Um, and because my kiddos have progress reports coming up. Oh, wow. It's crazy. And you're so like, we are like, you're almost done. <laughs> you're like ready to be yeah, done here. We're halfway through third quarter. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Isn't that awesome? I feel so like great. That feels so great. Yeah. Well, I just found out, which I'm kind of excited about. So we typically go for AVID to this thing called Summer Institute. And in years past, it has been in person. And it looks like they're planning for some in-person events. I don't know how they're going to pull that off. But um, we're doing like a digital version of it this summer. So I just found out I will be working over the summer, which I'm both excited about. And I'm like, oh, man, it's going to cut my summer short. I'm excited for all the learning that's going to happen because I love the AVID program and stuff. But Yes, like and you love PD. I love how I, I love how you love professional development. I, I think that's well, so great. I wasn't always that way, but I feel like my school specifically really targets it to the teachers that need it and the teachers that like, and it makes it valuable. Like it's not just some, I don't know, training that you have to go to that has no impact on what you're teaching. But and I I feel right. like it does it well. Yeah, that is important. I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I remember all the summers that my district sent me to um, AP training. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I'm certified to teach AP English 3, AP English 4. Like, I'm certified to teach all these APs, but but I've never taught one. No, I've never taught one. I mean, of course, if somebody dies or retires, then maybe one day I might get to teach one. But, I mean, like, the people in certain – people in most schools that teach those classes hold on to those classes until they're dead. It's true. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why though. I feel like those classes are a lot of extra work. (laughs) Um, They definitely are. And um, I am teaching ninth grade this year and I really love it. Yeah. Ninth graders are very adorable. I don't know what it would be like to have these particular kids in person, but (laughs) it's been kind of fun um, on this digital journey. Yeah. And, um, you know, my school is supposed to go back to a hybrid model. We're supposed to go into our hybrid model on the 22nd of February. Oh, no. Jeez. But, you know, I, I the school board is going to meet again and talk about it. And they'll probably push the date back a little further yeah, because the teachers are so close to getting a vaccine. Right. And teachers in my area are already getting vaccinated. However, they have put some caveats, <clears throat> excuse me, some caveats in there that, um, like if you are not an in-person educator, like you're not eligible yet. Right. Well, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, dang it. But that was my plan anyway, was to wait and let all of the in-person teachers go first. But well, it'll be interesting to see what it's like when they do like have us make an appointment or have a time or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, you know, some of the older people that I know that I'm friends with on Facebook are going to get their shots and they're going to like the stadium to do it like yeah you have like a convention center where they've got like these mass drive-through things and I'm like I don't know about that I just want to go to my doctor's office (laughs) yeah I'm kind of like well I don't know what I don't know what kind of cocktail you've got mixed up in there but like (laughs) right especially because last episode we were talking about that like 
they can apparently mix them in like extreme cases. I know. I'm like, look, if Dr. Luke doesn't give it to me, then I don't really want it. Like, I don't really know what that is. Exactly. My doctor's the... name is Dr. Fish. And yes, if Dr. Fish is not giving me my vaccine, I don't want it. Yeah. So that makes me feel weird. And um, I don't know. But, you know, I'll be so thankful when they say that it's time for us to get it, that I'll probably go anywhere to get it. Well, and I just, I feel like I want a little bit more information. Like, what are the differences as far as efficacy of the two different ones that are available? And now there's, like, a one-dose one that's, like, about to be approved that was made by Johnson & Johnson, who make, like, soap. <laughs> like, I don't Look, know. Like <laughs> These scientists in these labs can make, they can figure this stuff out. Yeah. No, but, like, I don't know, like, are, and then are they efficient against these new strains that are popping up? Like, I don't want to have to get this vaccine and then get another one and another one and another one. Like, I just, I want to be done with getting shots after this. No, I know. I feel you. And we all do. Like, nobody yeah. wants to like, but, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know what to say about like the new strain. I and, um, well, you know, there's two no, of them. There's two new strains now. Well, and, you know, it's so funny to hear people like people on Facebook are so funny. And like, you know what, if you are one of these people, then I would really like to meet you because I've never met one of these people before. <laughs> but these people that comment on Facebook stuff and they'll say things like, well, we've been so worried about the coronavirus, but look at this. The flu just magically went away. Like, look at that. No, All these years. They just are not reporting on it because the death numbers are not as high as the coronavirus. I know, but they're like, All these years we've been worried about the flu and now look, it's just gone. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, okay. If if I was somebody that would that had the time and energy to respond yeah. to something like that, I would say, well, the reason why not as many people are getting the flu is because we're all socially distanced, staying home a little bit more and washing our hands more. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's going to be less transference of the flu. And we're all wearing because, masks when we're, we're wearing masks <laughs> because we're doing the things that we're supposed to be doing. So we're not going to give the flu to each other either. Yeah, which makes me, like, want to wear masks forever. Like, yes, like, <laughs> anytime why we go out, just pop we, your mask on. <laughs> you know, listen, if all I have to do is put my mask on when I get out of the car, yeah. walk to my table at the restaurant, and then when I get to my table, take my mask off, that's no big deal. No big deal. Exactly. And, yes, and then if I get up to go to the bathroom and put my mask back on. Yes, and we have ha legitimately had protesters outside of hospitals where people are getting their vaccines. And I'm like, well, if you don't want to get the vaccine, I suppose that's your choice, right? Like, everybody is entitled to their choice. But, like, can you just not, like, protest? <laughs> like, like, why do you have so much time yeah. that that's what you, like, okay, so we have people, okay, so speaking of protesters, yeah. we have got people in our district, in our school district, that are protesting the fact that, that my district still has not reopened schools. Oh, and. They have actually gone out and bought yard signs. They spent like a thousand dollars having yard signs made that say like reopen schools. Um, let's uh, make or not make, but like let's get those people certified to substitute teach, and then we'll yes. get those people in the classroom with because all of these first, kids. I mean, yeah. we. I, I can't let's speak for my own school because I don't know this for sure. Sure. But I know that there's a lot of districts that are facing teacher shortages. So yeah. part of the reason why they can't reopen their schools right now is because teachers are not willing to go in when it's not healthy. No. And like, I can tell you right now, if I worked in brick and mortar and my school was like, we're going to be opening on February 22nd, I would have all my paperwork lined up to take a long-term leave at that point. That's what I would well, do. 
you know, and, and I've, and I've thought about that. And I mean, like, yeah. you know, that like my situation at my job right now is kind of rough anyway. So like, mm-hmm. there's a part of me that has just been thinking about like, just putting in my leave. Yeah. Why not? And I mean. just like resigning and just like yeah. living the next couple of months off of, you know, Andy's got some bonuses coming and the stimulus checks coming and all this kind of stuff. Like we would be able to, I'd be able to figure it out. Exactly. And, I mean, um, it's not worth it to me. I would honestly rather resign than have to be in an unsafe situation. And I know, I honestly know how privileged that sounds because my mom works in a grocery store and she's in her 60s and she's there every day. And there's people in hospitals like our friend Nina who are there every single day putting their lives at risk. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I, I can't, but what they're doing won't work digitally. And what I'm doing is working digitally. There's no reason for me to have to put my life at risk that way. Yes. Because what I'm doing is working. And I know that everyone is saying, but what about the kids? The kids need face-to-face learning. Okay. I get that. But when they go back to school in this hybrid model, you guys, you guys that are out here with your pitchforks up about going back to school, it is not like when they were in school before. Yes, okay. Exactly. It's, it's not, it's not like, okay, well they've, they've reopened schools, So the kids are going to be fine. Like, no, like they're wearing their masks and they're sitting far away from each other. And their teachers are trying to figure out how to balance teaching them in the room and their kids on their digital, like on their zoom rooms. Like it's, it's really difficult. Like it's safer for everybody to just be at home. Exactly. So, and I, I know, I know that it is frustrating, but we've been doing it for this long. We've made it work for this long. Let's just everybody get vaccinated and then go back to school. Exactly. I totally agree. And I, I kind of think if it's possible, we should also be like looking at who is working in these, like these places, you know, like grocery stores and stuff and like cutting those staff down to the people who are not as at risk, but that's just me. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I I just think everybody should get vaccinated. And I'm not even like a necessarily like super excited about vaccines usually. Um, and I, I don't know. I just don't see another way for life to return to normal. Right. And, you know, and saying, you know, we've been saying for a while that maybe things won't really return to normal. Maybe we will pick up some some things that will be lasting, a lasting effect. From yeah, this. sure. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope that you're right. Um, But, you know, I I just we'll just have to wait and see. I I don't I'll be honest, like I don't love wearing the mask, but that's because like I'm a big girl and I get real winded real easy. And then I'm like sucking that mask into my mouth. And well, and Brian, um, my poor husband, he's got a beard and glasses like he can't breathe or see. He he has a built in mask like all the time. But like with the glasses, like even the anti-fog ones he's got are like. They're just not. I know there are people that are really struggling with that, too. I know there are. Um, with the mask, like fogging up their glasses. I uh-huh. I've seen it happen and I've seen it happen firsthand. So I know it's, I know right. it's a real struggle. Um, so, you know, I'm not saying that like, yeah, it'd be great. Like if we would all just wear masks everywhere forever, because like, look at the flu numbers are going down and all this kind of stuff. But it's just like, I hate it. Like I, I do it because I, I care about other people and yeah. I, and it's not that big of a deal. Like, why would I get like snarky about that? But right. I, I I would prefer to not have to put one on. Like, I don't like it. Um, sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I do kind of think that, um, I don't know, it would be nice to just walk outside and not have to worry about that. But at the same time, I really like not getting sick. And not like, I, yeah. I, I think I would rather do that than get a flu vaccine, to be honest. Yeah, no, I totally get it. And I have not even like given it a second thought this year about getting my flu shot. 
because I'm not seeing students in person right now. Right. So I'm not really all that much at risk for getting the flu. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know what people are going to say. Like, I I, I get I get what people are going to say. Like, who am I to say, like, I don't want to go back to my job. It's not that you don't want to go back to your job because you're still doing your job. You're actually probably working harder than you were in brick and mortar school. Um, I, I think that my problem, seriously, um, if I'm if I'm honest, like I get it that if I was truly that scared of the virus, then I wouldn't be like going out and doing stuff. So like I understand that like when they reopen my school, I will be there. I will not have paperwork. I will not be making a fuss. I won't be rocking any boats. I will go back to work just like everybody else and I will mask up and be fine. Um, But the problem for me is that I am scared. I'm scared of the hybrid model. I'm not scared of the coronavirus. I'm scared of trying to teach the hybrid model. I I don't know how to teach half the kids in my room and half the kids at home. I don't know how to do that. So that's what's scary for me. Um, So yes, if they would keep us virtual longer, that would be great for me because then I could push back my fear a little, a little while longer. I could procrastinate. I I do think that parents also need to be advocating for teachers. Like for us, we're not going to send our kids back until there's a vaccine for kids. Like that's just a choice that we've made as a family. Um, because I am not really willing to have my kids be a guinea pig. And we, again, are in a very fortunate situation where both of their parents are at home all the time. And so, the, yeah. I mean, and Delilah's doing fine as far as virtual goes. If some of her friends are back at school, they could pop over and say hello. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I feel really strongly that parents also need to be advocating and saying, you know, our kids aren't going back either until the kids and teachers can be safe. Because yeah. we, don't, we don't know if kids are going to spread this, to be honest. Kids haven't been together. Like, we don't really have any real data about if kids spread this or not. Well, and, you know, I, I was very close to a coronavirus scare this week because someone that I know has a son. Yeah. And that son played with a child in the neighborhood this week. And that child was diagnosed with coronavirus like two mm. days after they played together. Crazy. And he was also starting to kind of get a cold. So, mm-hmm. of course, because he had not only been exposed to the coronavirus. So, like, had he tested positive for coronavirus, then, you know, believe it or not, in a roundabout way, I would have been exposed too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would have been having to come up with, like, a two-week quarantine and figuring out how to, like, have Andy have the kids for two weeks. And just it would have been a mess. Yeah. So, you know, like, I get it that, like, it's real. Yeah. And it's out there and like people are getting it and like children can spread it. So people who don't believe that children can spread it, like that is not true. Like children get it. Children have it. It is dangerous for everybody. And it's just, I I just uh, returning to normal. Yes, that would be great. Um, Like, let's not rush it. Like what's the, what's the rush, you know? No. Like I, on the other side of it, I understand that like there is a big mental health impact for kids and like developmental stuff where they need to be with other kids and there are also parents who work who this virtual stuff has been really hard on like I recognize that that is also all at play or people who you know have been trying to figure out their kids all virtual and now um, what do I need to do to like either take time off work or to be here for them or get a family member to watch them or whatever I understand that like all of those things are at play and like we need those systems in place to support our society basically. But like, I think that right now most people have a good 
at least plan for their kids, you know, like people have kind of figured it out. And if we can just keep doing this for a little bit longer, maybe we can look at next school year opening in the fall or maybe opening after winter break. But like, let's really work on getting kids vaccinated and teachers before before we send them back. Heck, let's vaccinate the whole state of California first because their numbers are crazy. Like, let's just vaccinate California and forget all the rest of us right now. Well, I seriously, I, I know that there are some states that are just off the chain, just yeah. crazy high. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't keep up with the numbers in my state. Um, I do the best that I can to wash my hands, wash my hands, wash my hands and do my, my socially distancing and wear my mask and have my food delivered. And, you know, when I do occasionally go out, I'm so careful. And mm-hmm. I know that, you know, being so careful does not mean being like 100 percent safe all the time. Like I, I get it. And that right there is the one reason why I will not be one of those teachers that's like, I'm not going back to work because I know that, you know, if I was exposed to coronavirus, it's, there's a chance that it could happen somewhere that's not at my job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And see, for me, like, I've just been locked here. Like I was just telling Leanne before the show that I'm about to get a haircut next weekend and I haven't had a haircut in like a year and a half because of this whole thing. And I've just been at home, but again, I'm in a really fortunate situation where I can be at home. I don't know what my life would be like if I were, um, you know, a single parent or if I were, you know, um, if I were dating right now, like, I don't know if my life would be the same. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting because to be honest, would I feel more comfortable if I was just at home? Yes, of course I would. But, you know, I am seeing this person and we literally cannot just stay at the house all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, we've only known each other for a few months. Like, we can't just sit at home all the time. Like, we have to do other things, like, or we'll go crazy. So, I I don't know. It's just, it is a very interesting time. Um, It's an interesting time to um, be in a new relationship, too, like, Mm -hmm. during quarantine. Yeah. Um, So, it's just, it's just a really, it's, it's, you know, it's fine. Um, this and is fine. It's fine. This is all fine. You know, like the world is on fire all around me and I'm like, it's fine. Everything's fine. Oh, like I, I got DoorDash fine. coming. I've got a heater on. Like I'm going to watch some great TV later. Like I, I know that like my Sunday is going to be fine. I'm going to get my work done and I'm going to get the podcast ready and everything's going to be great. Um, and then I'm going to start a new week and I'm going to do the best I can at my job. And I'm going to continue to, you know, give my students the best of myself. For sure. Yep. And, and I mean, I think that's all you can do right now. Like, yes. I think we're all just doing the yes. best we can. And I think yep. everyone is making the choice that's right for their family. So if you're a person that has chosen to send your kids back to school and virtual is still op- an option, like, please don't, please don't think that I'm standing here in judgment of you. I'm just sharing what would work best for my kids. Because again, I don't know what your life looks like. I don't know how your life is set up, but I do know what I think is the safest idea, but I'm in no way judging anyone who's made a different choice than me. Well, no, I mean, I know a lot of people like my best friend, Allison, her kids have gone back to school. They've Mm -hmm. gone back. They mean like her kids have been in school four days a week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, I just, I know, I know that that County, that particular district, um, you know, has done a lot of in-person schooling. And even with the numbers being high, they have stayed open. And, um, you know, I don't know if they've had like little clusters here or there that they've had to close. I haven't been following it, but, um, you know, her school has been fine. Her kids' schools have been fine. They have been notified once that her daughter 
came in close contact with someone who was diagnosed with COVID and she did have to stay home from school for two weeks in quarantine. Dang. Well, I guess that's the other part of it, like the back and forth, like, you know, some of these kids are back at school and then, you know, they're back home having to quarantine or I don't know. It just, it all feels like a lot. So all of us parents out here are dealing with a lot. Anyone who's a teacher out here is dealing with a lot. Everybody in the world right now is dealing with a lot. So let's all just love each other. It is love month after all. And let's yes. just do the best we can. It is love month. Yes, it is. And, you know, one of the things that we wanted to talk about during love month, self-love month, I guess we're yep. going to call it self-love month this year, yeah. um, is um, some of the folks on Instagram that Caitlin and I like to follow um, yep. besides the people that we'll have on the show. For sure. Because um, there are a lot of people, you know, that we reached out to and didn't hear back from simply because they, you know, didn't see our messages or they were too busy. Um, so, you know, some of those people are awesome and we want to draw your attention to them. So, Caitlin, why don't you go first and give me your three okay. and then I'll give you my three. OK, um, I'm just going to kind of start at the top. So this girl um, that I follow, her Instagram handle is Allison Kimmy. And mm-hmm. she, I feel like she lives in like Florida or something. She's like always on the beach, always in her bikini, which you guys know that I love a bikini. And it looks like she loves a bikini as much as I do. And her messaging is always just so positive. She's a mom. Her kids are adorable. And I just love the confidence that she exudes. So she's my first one. And then let's see, do you have one? Do you want to go back and forth or do you want me? Yeah, to we can go three? back and forth. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll go. Okay. So I'm going to start with Brittany herself. Oh, um, Brittany herself. Okay. So Brittany Gibbons um, is an author mm-hmm. and um, she started out as a blogger. Mm-hmm. So she had a blog. She has a blog called Brittany herself. And she's a beautiful redhead um, plus size girl. I would say, I don't know what size. Maybe she's like about an 18 or a 20, uh, maybe mm-hmm. an 18. I don't know. Um, yeah. But anyway, she started out as like just a blog mm-hmm. where, you know, she wrote about like plus size fashions and marriage and like being married as a plus size woman. Um, she wrote a lot about like sex and marriage as a plus size woman. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So. Um, but anyway, her blog grew into like this whole brand and now she has like a podcast network and books that she's written and just all kinds of stuff. And she is so funny. And, um, I just, I really, really enjoy following her on Instagram and on Facebook. I follow her on both places and I enjoy all of her posts on both places. And, um, and I enjoy listening um, to some of the podcasts on her network which I don't have right off the top of my head right now, like the names of them, but there's like, she has a network. So that network has several different shows that live under its umbrella. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, I have spoken to Brittany a couple of times of which I feel very proud as if I have talked to like a celebrity. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But anyway, I like Brittany a lot and I've been following her for several years and I've kind of seen her career grow and bloom, and I just think she's great. So if you're not following Brittany Gibbons, then go and give her a follow. So yes, oh that's yes. awesome. Um, I forgot to mention that Allison Kimmy is pro- she's probably in the same range, like 18 to 22 somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, 
And then my next one, her Instagram handle is Bonnie Wyrick. I hope I'm saying that correctly. But she would be, I would probably consider her like a midsize, you know, like a somewhere between like a 14 to like probably a 16, maybe even a 12. Um, yeah. But she is pregnant right now. And the way that I found her is that she did this post about that her belly wasn't this like perfectly round you know (laughs) Instagram baby bump and I was like oh my gosh I just love that message that you know even in pregnancy women's bodies can be something that we are hating on which I mean it just blows my mind but like that she was putting that message out there and she's she her fashion is just so cute and I actually just started following her recently but um, she's a wife, she's a mom, and her stories are hilarious. Her and her husband and her stories, oh, I just love them. So, Bonnie okay, Wyrick. So, all right, so I'm going to follow her now. Hashtag love um, her. Are you yes, looking at uh, her page? Is she yeah, not adorable? Of course, of course, of course. I mean, like, she's you're saying these adorable. names, and I'm like, yeah. So, um, okay, so my next one is Rosie Beam. That's R-O-S-E-Y-B-E-E-M-E. Mm-hmm. And um, Rosie is totally all about like saving money and like, like style deals. Yes. Okay. So like she is a beautiful, awesome plus size woman mm-hmm. that gets out here on Instagram in her amazing style. Like she she knows how to style herself. Like she is just stunning and slaying all the time and all the things that she wears. And she's planning her wedding right now. Cute. And, yes. And her fiance, um, she has him listed in her Instagram too. And he is adorable. And she wrote at length about what it was like to find him and fall in love with him as a plus size girl. Oh, um, okay. you know, like, yes. And how like everybody always thinks that like they need to lose weight or whatever before they're going to find love or find the right person. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, it's really more about just like the confidence that you have in yourself that makes you beautiful. Absolutely. I, I, and, I agree totally. Yes. Yeah, so her yeah. message is like really positive And I just love looking at her Instagram posts and her stories, like I said, She has really good stories and, um, you know, she was real, real deep into like Black Lives Matter and, um, you know, like all that kind of stuff, like posting stuff like that. But she also posted um, she also posts a lot of like when plus size clothing companies have deals on clothes Mm -hmm. like she apparently she gets notified because like she's kind of known for her um, like her daily steals. You know what I mean? So like every day in her story, she'll put up like cute plus size clothes that are like on sale. Oh, okay. I can love a good sale. So yeah. So go look at Rosie beam. She's awesome. She's the coolest. Yes. Um, And she's super nice too. So if you ever want to chat with her, like she'll talk to you in the DMS, like she's super cool and down to earth. So yeah. All right. So who's next on your list? Okay. The next person on my list, her Instagram handle is called the Bailey P And she is, I can't even tell. It's hard to like say size ranges on these people, but because you never really know. But I would guess that she's probably anywhere between like a 14 to an 18. 
And I found her just on like one of the suggested pages because her style was so similar to mine and her body shape just looked very similar to mine. Like I feel like I follow a lot of these plus size folks when, you know, their body shape is similar to mine. Like she is a little bit more busty and she has like more broad shoulders and um, carries, you know, carries her, her curves in kind of the same way that I do. And then I just fell in love with her posts. Her Instagram posts read like blog posts and the way that she writes them just hit me right in the soul sometimes. Like she has this one and I'm scrolling back down, but she was talking about like PSA make hospital gowns for everybody. And that is not even something that like I would have thought about, but thinking about my own experience with hospital gowns, I was always worried, like, is this going to close around my body? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. Like that. And um, yeah, that's something that, you know, a plus size girl would think about for others. Yeah. And she made this other post for on like October, October 28th and did like a side by side of her um, in like a black and white photo and a bridesmaid's dress and talked about like how she wasn't very confident in that photo and really like hated herself. And she appears to be smaller in that photo than she is now. And then this other like bombshell photo where she's in this like green dress. She's got this like fiery red hair and she's just like staring right into the camera. And you can just Mm -hmm. tell that she's just exuding all of this confidence. She also posts herself in her bra and underwear all the time, which I love that because I don't think that I could do that yet. Um, And I don't know. I just love her style. I love her like spunky personality. I think she's just a lot of fun. So I love her. Well, tell me again how to find her because I can't remember. Okay. So her Instagram handle is the Bailey P. So you can find her there. B-A-L-E-Y? B-A-I-L-E-Y-P. Okay. I got her. I got her. Okay. So, oh, yes. Yeah, she is super cute. Isn't she adorable? I just She's fun. Oh, yeah, she's I so know. fun. I know. I feel like I'd be friends with her. Like, I feel Oh, like my I'm gosh. Like, like, I love her yeah, Instagram her. so much. Yes, y'all yes. go follow her. She is so fun. And this is what I was talking about. So, when we were on the show, we had Shaylee on the show. And mm-hmm. I said that the best way to stop feeling bad about your body is yeah. to recondition your brain. Mm-hmm. And to do that, go follow these people and put their body image photo photos in your newsfeed so that you are putting in your newsfeed bodies that are different. Mm-hmm. And I say do this whether you're thin, whether you're heavy, like no matter who you are, like just follow these women and change the look of your Instagram feed. Exactly. And that's what I have done recently. And I, I love them. <laughs> I yes, love I love girls. it. And and it's like, it, it has really changed my brain because now when I look at them, I see them on my Instagram all the time and their images are like flashing through my head all the time. When I look at myself, I look normal mm-hmm. because yeah. there's so many other people on my feed that look well, you are. all different ways. <laughs> like well, all of our that. bodies are, are normal. Everybody's body, well, no matter what. I, I know, I know. But I'm just saying like, for me, it just feels so nice to not have to like look at myself in the mirror and hate on myself because I've like reconditioned my brain to like the standard of beauty is not, is not a thing. Like we've shattered, mm-hmm. like we need to shatter that. Like everything, there's all kinds of different ways to be beautiful. For sure. So, I have an okay, so, honorable mention after you have your last one. I have one more that oh, I, right, I good, have to share. I only have, I, I legitimately only have three. So, okay. Okay. So my next one is Tess Holiday. I love her. If you guys have never heard of Tess Holiday, do yourself a favor and follow her. 
Yes. And I know that Tess is like super big. Like she's got like 2.1 million followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like she's, she's started like verified. She's all the things. Um, but she is also like a super political advocate and I like like her stories, like listening to her stories are, um, are always like very empowering. And like, I just love everything that she posts when she posts pictures of herself. Mm. I like when she posts pictures of herself in her underwear. I mean, girl can wear like dental floss around her body and it looks (laughs) cute on her. I know. And you know, and I, I don't know if she's got somebody at home that's like amazing with the lighting and the camera, but her, she is just, she's a really, really cool person. And I just think she's gorgeous. So she is. Yeah. And I she just, is, she's a mom her. now too, right? Oh, she's definitely a mom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she went through like a plus size pregnancy. I feel like I remember her like doing a lot of advocacy around that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you may be right. That was a while back, but I think that you may be right about that. For sure. Um, but yeah, she's got kids and um, I don't know. I think she may be on, I think she may be remarried. Um, mm-hmm. I think she had kids from like a first marriage and she may be remarried. And I could be like totally wrong about this. So Tess, please don't come for me or like. <laughs> People who are like Tess Holland. You know she's going to be listening to this episode. Yeah. I know. And people that are like super fans of Tess that are like, that know her whole life story that are, you know, coming into the phone like, no, 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 no. You had this wrong. Like I may be wrong. Like we don't stalk these people, y'all. Right. Um, I mean, maybe. So, all right. Who's your, who's okay. your honorable mention? I okay. So this girl, um, her Instagram is called Choosing Chelsea. And I actually found her because her body was very interesting and like her story was also really interesting. Like she's a lot smaller on top and then she's got like an apple bottom basically. And she also is probably not like a, I mean, she's probably like a 12, 14, like she's just a normal size, but like her, a lot of her body positivity stuff is like learning to love your body in all of its shapes. And that was not something that I thought about because my main concern my entire life was that my body was too big, that I was too tall, that I was taking up too much space. And I've never, I've never dealt with like loving the different shapes of my body, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's always kind of like matched itself. (laughs) if You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, I just really love her. I love her message. She's adorable. Um, she's a tatted mama. She has a big age gap between her kids. She's currently pregnant. And I love following pregnant Instagrammers. <laughs> I don't know why. I just love looking at their little baby bumps. And Right. No, I, I love that too. I do. I think she's cute. And I love her style. She's into like big cozy flannels. And you guys know that I love a cozy hoodie. So I just love her. I love her so much. <laughs> she's okay, my honorable well, mention. I- I am following her now too. So, um, all these people that Caitlin told me to follow, like I've been, I've decided to follow them. So everybody, I have a list. I have, I have more people that I could throw out there. If anybody like wants to revamp their feed, I can give you other recommendations of people that I love. Um, because I just keep following these people that like my, the, my current follows also follow. And I'm like, yeah, I like you too. (laughs) Like, let's just add you in here. (laughs) Yeah. So no, I love, I love that. Um, and I, I like to look and see like who other people are following too. So, um, yeah. So, all right. Well, those are our, um, that's kind of our introduction to self-love month. And those are some of the people that couldn't be on our show. Um, some of whom we did speak with and some of whom we didn't, and there were scheduling issues and just, you know, but we're going to bring you a handful of amazing, um, content creators, do we want to share who we're having next week? 
Um, sure. You go, go ahead. Yes. Tell them. So we have had Kim from Chic Soul, and now we are going to have Alexis from Chic Soul. Oh on. my so gosh! Another one of our Chic Soul friends on next yes. week. Oh, I love her. I love her so much. So I much. I do love. I do love her. So that's that's so exciting. And um, you know, we we have like there's a very very special place in my heart for Chic Soul and just everything about Chic Soul. Um, and I know that the listeners probably get tired of, of hearing <laughs> us, you know, say this, but really most of what I order from them fits me perfectly. Exactly. I, I, occasionally a piece here and there will be like wonky or whatever, but I pay attention to the measurements on the website. And if a shirt is like in the bust, I know it'll be too tight. I don't order it. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love about the website is that they have like the measurements for all the sizes on there. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I just check the size and if the, if the bust is the right, you know, is the right size, then I order and I'm fairly confident that it's going to fit me right. So well, and um, I love that they have things on there that can fit any style. So whether you're a cozy person or whether you want to get like dressed up for a date night, whether you're a professional whether you like jeans or cargo pants or khakis or, you know, whatever. I feel like they yes. just fit so many different styles. And I feel like if you catch them on a good sale, they can definitely be budget friendly. They are definitely, I would say, probably on the spendier end if you're going to pay full price. But I don't know. I just, I feel like uh, they're a business that I want to continue to support because, like you said, things fit so well. And I'm in a weird spot, too, because I'm plus size and I'm really tall. So forever, like I could never find anything that fit me correctly. I was layering with tank tops for my whole life. But now that I have chic soul in my life, I feel like uh, I feel like I can actually dress my body, which is nice. I know I'm over here adding stuff to the bag like, while we're talking, like I've got to get <laughs> off of there. Um, no, I, I, I love it. And I just I'm super excited to have her on the show and she'll be fun to, to chat with. And, yes. um, you know, maybe she can tell us about her personal life and what it's like to, you know, just I, sometimes when I look at those pictures, I'm just like, what a busy day that would be. But you know, what a change fun clothes. Busy day. Yeah, I think be I know. Fun. But like, how, how tired would you be to like change clothes that many times in one day? Like, oh my gosh, like that would be so tiring. Um, but I just think that that would be a fun company to model for. I don't know. We'll have to ask her like if she's just living the dream. <laughs> Um, well, and Kim has already said that like her photo shoots are really fun, that they're not like stuffy at all, like that they have a good time. So I feel like I think you're right that it would be a really fun company to just generally work for. But like they do cute stuff like they've been doing Valentine's they like, have shoots cute. and like they've been doing more video, you know, where they sit mm-hmm. around and like they're all in like a, a fuzzy rug and like they're eating Valentine's candy and like they're in their cute like sweaters. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like and they're so reels. Fun. Oh, my gosh, their reels are hilarious. I know it would just be so much fun to work for them. So I'm excited to have her mm-hmm. on the show. Um, so we wanted to talk to you guys today a little bit about like why this is an important topic for us, like and mm-hmm. kind of talk to you about our body stories and. Um, neither one of us is good at remembering, um, <laughs> what we ever say on here. So we have a um, case of the mid thirties. Yes, we definitely do. Um, because I am still in my mid thirties, not mm-hmm. my late thirties. Um, so yeah, we may have at some point talked about this on the show, but we're going to do it again because those of you who 
If you have these stories memorized, then you are definitely <laughs> Spiced Chaos super fans. That's right. Um, fans for life. Yes. If you so if you've already if you already know these stories, then we apologize that you've had to hear them twice. Um, but the rest of you that like maybe don't don't know these or have not heard the episode where we talked about this before, um, you know, we just want to talk about why this is important to us. So. Um, you know, Caitlin, why don't you um, start us off and then I will obviously um, respond while you're mm-hmm. talking. Sure. Um, <laughs> like a yeah. conversation, like a podcast. Absolutely. Okay, um, so yeah. my body love story starts from a long, long time ago when I basically hated my body from the minute I knew that I had a body. Um I have always been tall. I have always been like bigger than other kids. And I don't think like, I don't think this was intentional, but I think my mom also dealt with like her own struggles with her body and kind of displaced some of that onto me. And, you know, for the longest time, she told me that I couldn't wear skirts because they didn't really work on my body or um, I was never really allowed to buy a two piece. Uh, I was always in a one piece um, and that she never really like gave me a reason for that. Again, I don't think that she meant anything by it, but it definitely translated to me as a young kid that there was something wrong with my body. I also went through a lot of like bullying as a kid. I have been a soft (laughs) sensitive human being, kind of anxious, kind of weird, kind of awkward for my entire life. And coupling that with being like the tallest kid and the biggest kid in the school is not necessarily like a recipe for fitting in. And kids are cruel and kids will often pick at your body. Um, I feel like middle school is probably like the height of it. Um, I don't think I ever necessarily like got depressed, but I was really lonely. I remember my 12th birthday party and this will stick with me probably until until I like die. <laughs> um, but at my 12th birthday party, um, I invited all of these girls and they told me that they were going to come and it was going to be a good time. Like my parents have a boat and they brought the boat out and then not one of them showed up. Oh not my one. gosh. And as a 12 year old girl, I was like devastated by that. And like, I immediately went to like that there's something wrong with me. Like, why didn't they come? Of course, I'm sure they were just busy with whatever. Cause my birthday is <laughs> at the end of the summer and people are doing things, but, um, that's just something that will always stick with me. So from that moment forward, I think I started to be very critical of my body. Um, I was always interested in dieting and I always felt like something was wrong. I was always picking myself apart. Um, Even when I was thinner, when I kind of thinned out in high school, um, I had like my belly always kind of hung down a little bit. Like it was always just kind of this flappy little pouch and I hated it. I worked so hard to cover that up. Uh, My boobs have always been like one is a majorly different size than the other one. And they're not like a regular boob shape. And so I hated that. Um, Any person that I would ever date, any guy that I would ever date, I never let them like touch my belly. Um, All of that stuff. And so that went on until probably like my mid 20s. Like I, I hated my body and I did everything that I could to make it look different. Um, I, I don't know. I just really didn't like myself until I came across. Who did I come across? It was 
Oh, man. I think it was Sarah Ray Vargas when she was doing her blog. Like, I came across her blog, and she just basically, like, spoke life back into me. And if you don't follow her, she's another one that you should definitely follow. Um, But she basically, like, didn't care what people thought. And I did not even know that that was an option, to not care what people thought about your body. I was like, well you know, everybody's looking at me, of course, but she said something about that, you know, people are too busy paying attention to what they're doing. They're not even looking at you. So just wear what you want to wear and be happy. And so from my late 20s until like my early 30s, that's what I did. I just started loving my body, not caring what people thought, you know, taking pictures in bikinis. And I, it sounds like an easy transition, but I mean, no, (laughs) it it doesn't. It kind of was like, I just, I was like, okay, I just am not going to care what people think about me anymore. Obviously, my husband's happy with my body. I'm happy with my body. I don't need to be out here worrying about what other people think. And so, um, that and do you have a hard time story. still? Do you have a hard time still? Like, do you have have a hard time letting him touch you in places? Not anymore. Not that. Um, I will go through like hard times with myself. Like I have recently, um, after I had Harrison, I put on quite a bit of weight after I breastfed him. And so I had to, I had to change my mindset there for a while. And I was like, okay, well, this is just an excuse to buy new jeans. It's okay. It doesn't matter like what the size says on the tag, as long as you're comfortable in your body. Um, You could probably work on it to get a little bit healthier. But like, I had to really like go out of that dark place because I could feel myself kind of like slipping back into that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I know that, um, you are inspirational to other people, um, with your body love, um, especially to me. Um, I know, I don't know if you can tell, um, that I have changed how I feel about myself and my body. Like since you and I even have become friends. Good. I'm glad. Um, Cause I, I, mean, I don't I, let her say mean things to herself. I think that's the other part of it is that like, you have to tell yourself kind things. You can't stand in front of a mirror and like say, I hate my nose and I hate my boobs and I hate how my thighs touch and I hate how my belly jiggles. You have to look at your body and be like, dang, you're really strong. You carried two kids. And, you know, I, I love that you uh, can do all these cool things. Like you have to, you have to be kind to your body. Otherwise that messaging. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like, I just, I think that for me, you know, what, what I, what I have, and I know that we've got to get to my story too, but I want to kind of piggyback off of yours. Um, Is that like, I I don't know. I just kind of had to decide when Andy left Mm -hmm. that if I was going to be in a new relationship, that they were never ever going to see me apologize for my physical appearance. That this is what I look like. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to show you on all of like the social like media accounts and I'm going to show you on, um, you know, we're going to go live on Instagram when we look like complete crap. Um, yep. And I'm going to show you on, um, you know, all the dating apps, like real pictures of me. And like, if you start talking to me and we start to get to know each other, I'll send you real selfies of me at home. Like mm-hmm. you will see what I look like and this is what I look like. Exactly. And you know, it's like finding someone who just loves you. Um, and you know, I don't want to say like, you know, I'm not going to say like, Oh, well he, he doesn't love how I look. Like, it's not about looks. 
you know, right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. What, what I have going on in my life right now is so, you know, not about looks. And I just feel like it's taken me all these years, 38 years of my life, or however many it's been since I, like you, discovered I had a body. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a body know. that was valid, more more like. I feel well, like my, I never really felt like my body was valid to take up any space in this world. Like, me if too. I wasn't, if I wasn't constantly dieting or like trying to improve my body or get down to a size that was probably unhealthy, because like I said, I'm five foot 11, you guys. Like, I'm going to weigh close to 200 pounds when I look thin, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, you know, and it's also like, I know what it feels like right now to have like body goals Mm -hmm. and my body goals right now, I feel so happy about them because they don't have anything to do with my physical appearance. And like, um, so like if we want to start, like if I want to say kind of similar to you, like I remember the first time that I realized that I had a body and I was in a fitting room with my mother And it was the summer between seventh and eighth grade. And I must have gone through puberty that year or that Mm -hmm. summer because all of a sudden I needed like a couple sizes bigger in jeans. And rather than explaining to me, well, your hips have kind of expanded because you're becoming a woman. Mm -hmm. My mother made me feel like I had just gained weight. Yeah. You know, So, like, I'm here in this fitting room, like, crying because I'm, like, for the first time in my life, I'm realizing that, like, there's something wrong with me. Right. Or that gaining weight is a bad thing. Yes. And that I did not do anything different that summer than I had any other summer. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I hadn't eaten less or more. I had been the same. So, you know, I had been as active as I always had been. There was no reason for me to accept that I went through some growth and some puberty. And, you know, when you lose your little girl body and start to get your woman body, your hips sometimes get a little wider. Exactly. Well, and I think you and I both are mothers of daughters. And I feel like we are both just so extra careful with this. Like, um, I, yes, like hyper aware. Yes, so hyper aware. And like Delilah got some jeans recently and they were, they're like a size six or a size eight. And she's like, well, is that a normal size? And I was like, well, do they fit you? <laughs> do they stay up on your body? Are they comfortable? Then yes, they are a normal size for you. Like I keep reiterating those things for her because I don't ever want her to think, that clothes define her or a number defines her or whatever. I just want her to be happy and comfortable in whatever she's wearing. Yes. And it's like for anybody, you know, that loves me in my life, when I look back on like my husband Mm -hmm. and my mother and my friends that I had, Mm -hmm. if anybody ever heard me say when I was thin, I need to lose weight and agreed with me. Right then that is not okay. Right. You know, because like when I look back on like my body story, so there I was, you know, about to be an eighth grader and, you know, I realized that I need to go on a diet. So I start going on a diet for the first time. Well, cut to all of this emotional trauma and tragedy that happened in my life. And I end up in therapy. And when I'm in therapy for the first time and they're trying to like prescribe me medication, They asked me all these questions about things. And one of the things that they asked me was, have you ever made yourself throw up? 
And I was like, why in the world would anybody do that? But Caitlin, the problem is, is that a seed was planted. Right. And Sometimes I those left, ideas pop yes, up. I left that office with knowledge of a disease that I didn't know existed. And eventually I ended up with full blown bulimia. Mm. I mean, like couldn't keep food down. I just, I mean, tore myself up. I mean, like when I left for college, I weighed like 119 pounds at five, six. I was very, very thin. I mean, my mother almost didn't let me go. She almost didn't let me go to school because I was sick. I mean, I was like physically ill. Um, and I was doing that all because I was eating disordered and body dysmorphic. Like I, when I looked in the mirror, I saw a fat person. And somewhere in my life, I had been taught that being fat was wrong and bad and, and terrifying. That it that you will die from that. Like, and I know like health things, yes, that there is things about your health when you're heavy that will kill you. But I mean, like, the biggest fear in my life was that I would be heavy. So cut to all those years of just struggling through um, eating disorders and trying to, you know, keep my weight down and, you know, my weight going up and my weight going down and this and that. And then, you know, more personal trauma that I won't get into. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just stuff that happens to people, you know, when they're in college and things. So then I end up married to Andy and pregnant. And I can't purge anymore when I'm pregnant. Because, you know, when you have morning sickness, you throw up enough, like, it's bad for the baby to, you know, I can't like eat my food and then throw it up when I'm pregnant with the baby. I can't be bulimic and be pregnant. Like it was like, I couldn't do that. So my bulimia just turned into like compulsive eating and I wasn't purging and I put on like 90 pounds with Daniel and that weight, you know, I managed a few years after he was born to take it all off. But after I took it off, things went south in my marriage and Andy and I stopped sleeping together in the same bed and my habits with the compulsive eating and the bulimia came back because I was lonely and I was by myself. And when I'm alone a lot and I'm by myself, you know, I use food to like combat the loneliness and I put the weight back on that I had lost, you know, and of course, sometime in the mix, you can throw in that I had another baby that didn't help. Um, so anyway, cut to where we are today. Um, now, you know, finding my body love after all of these like eating disorders, I do not compulsively eat anymore. No, um, no, I have learned that eating does not soothe any of my emotional problems. I wish it did. But it's also okay to like, I, I feel like, um, People who are in the plus size category get judged a lot. Like if we want to have some chips or we want to have like, I don't know, a couple beers or something. I feel like there's a lot more scrutiny on people um, who are on the larger side when those things happen. So, yes, yes. And, (laughs) you know, one of the things that like I want to say about like my body and my diet right now is that I'm not using food as medicine right now and for me that is a personal victory Mm -hmm. so you know it's like I use food the way people use you know 
alcohol and cigarettes and you know just name a drug meth yeah. whatever like I I use food the same way I'm a food addict yeah. and you know I learned quickly after Andy left that binging wasn't working on my mm. emotions so you know after when once you learn that it's like well if this is not going to work like why am I going to keep doing it exactly and I remember that that kind of surprised you like I feel like you went really um you were like okay I'll be fine and you kind of went back to some bad habits like you were shopping a lot and like um doing some of your, your food habits that you had done before but then you told me one day you're like none of that old stuff is working no and I, I think you realized that you had to like work through the pain um mm-hmm. rather than like try to cover it with other things there was nothing that I could do Mm -hmm. and it's like it sucked that there was a pain in my life that I could not cover up with any of my vices yeah um because so far they had worked so well like regardless of the state of my body and how I felt about it my vices had offered me protection for all kinds of things Mm mm-hmm and I had used the I had used food as protection for a really long time. And my therapist and I even had this conversation where she was like, you do realize that you're safe and you don't need it. Yeah. And it was almost like it took being out of that relationship to feel safe again. For her to be like, OK, so you're safe and you're on your own and you're realizing that you don't need food. Mm-hmm. To like medicate, I still have to eat, right? Obviously, but food for me is like I eat enough to not feel hungry anymore, and then I stop. Yeah. So I still make bad choices when it comes to like what I'm ordering. Like I'm still not making the greatest choices when it comes to like lifestyle and food eating choices. But I'm only eating a little tiny bit because I just don't eat very much. I just you know I get just a little bit and I eat enough to feel full. And then I don't eat anymore. Yeah. So I'm listening to my body. So I'm having all of these like personal victories that are not affecting my outward appearance. Mm-hmm. So to my ex-husband, that shows to him that I'm not making any effort or doing any work. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Because I'm not actively losing weight. Huh. Okay. Because so many people equate being healthy from the things that I have struggled with, like being healthy from your eating disorder, being healthy from compulsive eating, blah, 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 means that you're losing weight. But I'm having so many personal victories, like the body love. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, you know, am I losing the weight slower because I don't hate my body? Maybe so. I don't know. It's like, I have plenty of clothes. Chic Soul has made it possible for me to have a banging wardrobe. Yes. That you so look bomb in. Yeah. So I don't have a hard time getting dressed in the morning. I'm good at putting on my makeup. I have pretty hair. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel good in my skin and I feel like it's okay for me to take up the space that I have. And I feel like a year ago you would not have like that quickly come up with three compliments about yourself. Right. And I just, there's a lot and there's, a, there's so much about myself that I do really, really like. And there's a lot about myself that I feel like is valuable in a relationship. And I am not willing to compromise ever again. I need for my partner to be aware of, of like the things that I, that I bring of the, Mm -hmm. of the value that I, that I bring. Um, 
And sadly, I do not mean monetarily. <laughs> I mean that teacher salary though. <laughs> I know that that cool that cool 50k <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky and live in a state that pays you a little bit more. That's than, right. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like so. I can relate to what you said also about like relying on food because I feel like after that birthday party where nobody showed up, I was like, cool, I don't have any friends. So then food became my comfort and food became my friend. But I was also, I was kind of watching my mom do the same thing. Like, again, she had some issues with her body and like, she also really liked to eat really good food. And so we would kind of like almost abuse that addiction together, um, which was completely unhealthy. And now for me to feel like I have a healthy relationship with food, I have to really like structure my day. I have to kind of meal plan it out. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have a cup of coffee in the morning. I'm going to have a low carb meal in the morning. Um, Maybe in the afternoon, I'll have like a handful of almonds and then I'll have like a reward at the end of the day. Like I'll have my dinner that I like. Um, So I have to feed myself with rewards and know that that's coming because I have that kind of weird relationship with food. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many things that I can remember about my childhood that like when I look back on those things today, Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's why that's why I do that. Yeah. But Um, I mean, you know, I think our parents honestly just did the best that they could. Of course they did. I feel like parents in the 80s and 90s had a lot of trauma that they carried into being parents and they didn't really deal with that. And uh, I think it really I think it might have affected the millennial generation in quite a a great deal because I know a lot of folks who um, have similar stories. And of course, I didn't go through anything super traumatizing. Like my parents are still married. I had like an idyllic childhood, but like there were still some things that like really affected me because I am that like anxious, sensitive person. And I, if somebody says something to me, I tend to replay it in my head like 50 times. Um, And so I feel like things that were said to me or like, projected onto me really stuck with me whereas they may not have with another kid like my brother for example he doesn't really have those things that affected him in the same way right and see I was an only child Mm -hmm. so like I lived at home with my parents and had no idea how to interact with other kids yeah so let's add on top of that the glasses the braces and the ADD oh yeah Nice. And I was a mess. Okay. Like I, I did not have, I did not have a lot of friends. I like you felt like kids were very cool and that I was bullied. And you know, you know, what happened to me is that I had my glasses and my braces and then all of a sudden I got contact lenses and I got my braces off Mm-hmm. And I ended up with this whole new group of friends and I was popular in middle school because like all of a sudden it was like I was pretty. Mm-hmm. And that affected me that my looks really had kept me down that much. Yeah, I feel like I had a similar experience in high school because, again, I kind of like thinned out in high school. I was still like a size 12, but like I said, I'm five foot 11. So me in a size 12 looks a lot different than somebody else in a size 12. And I was an athlete. Um, and so, I, you know, I had the letterman jacket, I had an older boyfriend. And so I feel like I carried a lot of the same stuff. I was like, okay, well, now I'm fine. <laughs> like, this is fine now. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I'm normal now. So yeah, but I totally see, that's, that. But that sucks is that like the world yeah. sent us the message. 
Like yeah. the world did it for us. Like our parents couldn't stop that from happening to us. Sure. I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know, the natural progression of things is that when you're a young girl, you don't want to always have to wear glasses. So you eventually you get contact lenses. And then one day your teeth are straight and your orthodontist is done milking your parents for money and they have to take your braces off. (laughs) Yes. You know, like you can't keep your braces forever. So like I was under there somewhere and I obviously learned how to interact with people socially in some way. I've always been extremely awkward and I say weird things. And sometimes I catch myself saying weird things and I'm like, what, what? (laughs) But now as an adult, it's like, you're like funny. Right. Whereas as a kid, kids were like, well, that's not like right in the middle of normal because all middle school kids just want to be accepted. Like they just want to fit in and not have anybody look at them and just want to. And if anybody varies from that in middle school, especially, even still, I've noticed that kids kind of like ostracize them a little bit. I know. And it's like, I wasn't funny in middle school. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and I, I, no, like who yeah. I am now is like, I have embraced all of the dorky that lives inside of me. Can I and, ask you a question though? Do you think that you yeah. became funny to hide the fact that you were hurting? Oh, absolutely. I mean, don't yeah. most people who are funny like they use that like as a defense mechanism. Sure. Totally. Um, Absolutely. And that's, again, that's why I went to the extreme of that, like funny sarcasm that can, that can edge on kind of mean because people are like, Oh dang. Okay. (laughs) Like, Oh, she's really hurting. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Or I don't think I would have said that. That's kind of funny, you know, like, like, Ooh, that cuts deep. Um, (laughs) yeah. Um, so no, I think, and I don't know, I don't want to say that I'm like really funny, but I I think that I have moments where I can be quick witted. No, you can say that you're funny. It's okay. You're funny. I'm sure all of our listeners would agree that you lead the show and you're basically the entertainment. (laughs) No, no, I don't feel that way. I don't feel that way at all. I, I feel like that, that what happens is I'm like, okay, so we need to make a show and we have this many minutes to do it and I like we I need to make sure that there's something entertaining happening so I just shoot my mouth off and hope (laughs) that something good comes out and it's the best Um, you are funny (laughs) so but you know there's a lot of people that you know have asked me are you funny because you're fat Mm. you know and I don't want to say a lot of people like 10 15 people no it's not been like a lot of people but if two people have mentioned like being fat and funny Mm. you know that's a lot of people that feels like a lot of people I mean it's more than one yeah, but yeah, really, so, you're you're funny because you're hurting. Right, and I think that most people that are have some kind of trauma that they're covering up that because, you know, that they're hurting in some way. Um, sure. But, you know, I, I just, I, it's, I am slowly, even in like, let me just say this, even in this new kind of relationship that I'm in, I'm still by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, let me just put it that way. Like, I get it that like he has been super awesome and he's like super ready to be here for me through all of the hard things that are coming up in my life over the course of the next year. Yeah. And that's so nice of him to say, I'm here for you. And that feels great. Like that feels great to have that support. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know that I'm on my own. Yeah. Um, and I feel really good about that. Yeah, it's your time. It's your time to shine, as they say. (laughs) But yeah, like I feel I feel really good about that. And one of the things that I want to do is I do want to come back to the planner community. Yes. 
I cannot and wait for more regular posts and YouTube videos. If you guys want Leanne to post a YouTube video, spam her with comments. Well, uh, seriously, I, I'm thinking about it. And in this Caitlin, starting off, of how are you enjoying your subscription to, talk to about the Gay Day Paper Company? What we love about the Planet I community. love it. Since we can't leave the house right now, it's been so nice to have a digital service available for my crafting needs. I feel the same. Anytime I feel the urge to make something new, I, I just log into my Yay Day Paper Company account and there's tons of fun ideas there. And because it's a monthly subscription service, they add more stuff every few weeks that I can play with. I never get bored. Yes, and I don't feel like I'm breaking the bank because the monthly cost is so affordable. Plus, if I ever get stuck or feel like I don't know what to do, they have videos, online tutorials, and product guides built into the website, so I always find the help I need. Girl, I have needed those tutorials more than once. So have I, but the learning is what makes it so much fun. I know, and right now, Spiced Chaos listeners can subscribe for less than everyone else. Yes, they can. Use code SPICEDYAY to save $5 off a year-long Yay Day subscription and code SPICEDYAY15 to save 15% off anything in their online shop. That's right. Go sign up now, everyone. We're off to craft. Hey, Caitlin. Yes, girl? Aren't you sick and tired of not being able to find trendy and cute plus-size clothes? Oh, girl, yes. I hate only being able to buy moo-moos and tents. <laughs> well, those days are over because I just found the cutest online boutique. <gasps> Wait, is it Chic Soul? Yes, how did you know? Because I already shopped there and I can't believe how adorable everything is. I know. I just got my first order and every single thing fit me perfectly that never happens oh i believe it chic soul has tops dresses rompers jeans leggings basically everything and the clothes actually fit a plus size woman between sizes 12 to 24 exactly they aren't just regular clothes made bigger these are clothes that are tailor-made to fit plus size bodies and guess what chic soul has teamed up with spice chaos to offer our listeners 15 percent off that's right. Enter promo code SPICED15 to save 15% at ChicSoul.com. That's promo code SPICED15 for 15% off. Happy, Happy shopping. shopping. So, that was good. Oh, see, I'm just seamless today, y'all. Like, I just can't <laughs> even help it. Um, but yeah, so Caitlin, what, what would you, like, if you were writing a love letter to the community, like, what would you say? What do you love about the community? Oh my gosh. Uh, well, first of all, I love that I get to interact with people who are as dorky as me or more so. I feel like the planner community, and this is not meant, this is meant out of love, not meant to be any kind of hate, but I feel like we are all like a little bit the island of the misfit toys. I feel like we didn't really fit in anywhere else. We're not really makeup people. The mom community was a little bit too much with all the different issues or whatever. And we kind of found our way here because we like to be organized and we're, we're a little bit dorky. So I love that I get to connect with people who are just slightly like left of normal, you know? Yes. Yeah. And and I, I love, um, that, you know, when I'm talking to someone that's a part of the planner community, like even if we're talking about something else, like, mm -hmm. okay, so resting witch face 1987. 
Yeah. Like love she her. will send me, she'll send me funny videos sometimes on Instagram. Just like <laughs> she'll see something and she'll be like, well, Leanne might think this is funny and right. she'll send it to me. Or if she like is watching Gilmore Girls and she's thinking of me, like she'll, you know, send me like something about what's going on in Gilmore Girls or whatever. And I just like that there is a person out there that I've never met that I hardly know uh-huh. that that just occasionally just like I cross her mind and she sends me a message and, and you know, and that's, that's kind of like what you're saying about the interaction with people. For sure. And I also like thing- it that we can interact without having to like be in person because oh, I feel cool. like I can present myself in a better way. <laughs> Whereas in, if you met me in person off the jump, it probably would be, it'd be the end of things. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's, that's kind of true. Um, But you know what I have found, and this is what I love about what you and I do, is that Mm -hmm. back a year ago, when our show was young, just a baby show. Just a little babe. Yes. um, We had enough listeners that when I went to Texas, people were excited to to see me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, this feels weird, but cool. (laughs) And I, you know, was excited to get to to talk to those people. Yeah. So, um a lot of those people genuinely Caitlin just talk to you. Like you don't have to really say much. Oh, well that's good because they feel like that they already know you, Uh huh. but they've just been waiting all this time to finally be in front of you to talk to you. Yeah. So, you know, really all you have to do is listen and that's what's so beautiful about it. And when people send me messages, um, on Instagram, a lot of times people send me like a really, really long message. Mm hmm. And it's like this thing that they, you know, that they heard me say on the show and then they saw something and then they thought of me and then they tell me the story about it. And it's just them sharing like a little piece of their life. Mm-hmm. And all I have to say back is, oh, my gosh, that was a great story. Like, thank you for sharing that with me. Like that was that touched my day. And they're like, you're welcome. You know, it's just like <laughs> it's just such a yeah. great like little play, little way to interact with people. Um, mm-hmm. I like being a part of people's day sometimes Mm -hmm. because people are such a huge part of mine. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I know it's, it's still supposed to be your turn, so I'm sorry. It's okay. Take your time. (laughs) Do you have anything else that you want to say? Like anything? Oh yeah. So artistically, um, like, is there anything? Yeah. That's where I was going to go next. Like some of you all out there do things with your planners that I would never have even thought thought to do with my planner and so here I am screenshotting that to save it for later to see if I could maybe recreate it or put my own spin on it but seriously some of you guys out there have more talent in like your tiny wee little baby finger than I probably have in my entire body (laughs) I just love I love being inspired by the different um like takes and the different looks in different planners like some people are really into like black and like dark colors and some people are like super into florals some people are super into like functional and minimal and I just love seeing everything that anybody does in their planner I just I love it so much it is so cool like all the different stuff like that everybody has a different aesthetic and that everybody can you know turn their planner into what looks like them and the art that comes out of it is just like Mm -hmm. no I, I I totally feel you know I get you for sure. Um, and I also like that if I talk about my planner to people in the planner community, they understand that it's like a love and that it's like a special thing. Whereas if I were to talk to like my mom or my husband or a friend in real life about my planner, they'd be like, 
okay, cool. I'm glad that you've got your agenda down in your planner. Can we move on now? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I'm always, I'm always saying things like, okay, so I'm trying to plan, like I'm trying to plan this, like I'm trying to like figure out, you know, you tell me that we need to do this and I'm like, okay, so what days, like what, what you know, like I'm trying to, yeah. mm -hmm. And the, the, the other people in my life, like don't understand Um, and sometimes like I'll be in the Facebook groups and I'll see somebody post something that is totally out of left field. Mm -hmm. That is just like, Hey y'all, I ordered this cool pack of pens from Amazon and I didn't really have anybody to tell. So (laughs) I thought I would tell y'all cause y'all get it. And like, I love being a part of those groups and seeing those posts because I'm just like, yeah, like when you get 10 new pins, you're like, man, I want to tell somebody. Right. Or like when somebody tries to borrow one of your Villa Beautiful pens and you have to vent about it when you're like, no, don't touch my Villa Beautiful pen. You can have this big thing that I have in my purse. You're like, no, you can have this pen that I got at a hotel six years ago. Yeah, I snatched it off the chain. <laughs> yeah, this is days in on it. Here, just use this one. Nobody wants this one. But don't um, you try. dare even look in the direction of my Villa Beautiful pens. Keep your eyes forward. So the other day we were cleaning up Daniel and Hannah's room because the kids want to share a room now. They really enjoy sleeping in the same room together. Ooh, nice. So um, I moved his bed into her room. And it really right now just looks like a girl's room that happens to have a boy's bed in it. So like we've got some work to do. But we cleaned out quite a bit of toys and I came across a couple of my Erin Condren pens. Yes. And you should have seen the look on Hannah's face. She was terrified <laughs> that I was about to rip her up because I was like, oh, you've been going and getting my pens, huh? And she was like, just those two colors. I just really like those two colors. And I have so many of those pens. Like I've bought duplicates of all those pens. Yeah. So I couldn't, I didn't get mad because I knew that I had those colors in like duplicate, triplicate, quadruplicate. <laughs> so you know I didn't get mad but at the same time like the look on her face like you know that when the people in your life yes. look at you I like have... that that they know how serious your pens are yes um, I actually walked upstairs the other day from work and Brian had one of my Villa Beautiful pens in his hand writing down a note and I, I knew I had to keep it cool I could not like let the steam come out of my ears because really like at that moment my anxiety was like fight or flight like <laughs> I went to like level 10 and, but I calmly like was like, oh, can I have that? And I'll just give you this one and just give me that back and take this ugly pen over here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got to take this because you can't use that. No. And I was like, um, next time if you see a sparkly pen, um, just bring it, just bring it down to my office. Just, just bring it back down. Like maybe don't put your like dirty mechanic man hands on it. I know. I was like, was that in your coveralls pocket? Like, like, ooh, like you touch like oily things with that like i know no, and he's don't probably like digging pen. in the compost pile or whatever else he's doing outside. i know see they just don't feet. under they just don't understand Mm-mm. so but other people do and that's what i love about the community too so in yeah. a roundabout way like i've kind of already told everybody what i love just yeah like i got one more way. are you ready yeah. for my last okay. one okay i'm ready let's hit, hit me with it my last one is the amount of love and kindness that is in our community because I look at other communities like I'm saying the the makeup community that's just a pile of drama basically and the mom community like it's nice on the surface but then if you say something that someone disagrees with like 
they're on you. But I feel like in the planner community, we all have like such different takes on things and different styles and we all use different planners. But I feel like anytime someone enters the community, we're always just like, hi, welcome. Yay. We're all so excited that you're here. Like, I just feel like everybody's so nice. And I, I just love that so much. It's just I a nice place agree. with no stress. Like, I feel like it's just, I don't know. I feel like I kind of walked into like a Candyland game or something. Like, it's just very nice and kind and, and kind of wholesome, actually. Like, there's, I mean, of course, we have some of our planner friends who, you know, use the swear words and like get a little more risque out there. But they're, I don't know, I feel like overall the planner community is just really kind and wholesome and it's just a nice place to be. No, I agree. I think you're right. And I, yeah. I love how, you know, people come in and they're like, hey, y'all, this is the first spread that I've ever put together. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh my gosh, I'm so great. Look at, I love how you use that sticker. And like everybody yeah. is so fun and like welcoming. And, totally. like, you're so right that other communities are just cutthroat out there. <laughs> I know. Man, and, I would not want to be a beauty influencer in these days. And, you, you know, I, I will admit that we in the planner community have our share of drama and problems. <clears throat> well, I mean, we're a community of mostly women. We're getting more planner bros every day, I feel like. But we're a community of mostly women. And so I feel like there's just like this edge of competition, but I feel like if yes. more of us talking about like that, it doesn't like dull your shine to lift her up that I think that that may go back down a little bit. Like we just have to remember that we all have a place here. Yes. Like we just need to keep, keep, <laughs> keep pushing cool, that everybody. message. Keep it cool. Just, yeah. Just keep pushing <laughs> that message. So yeah. And if you um, don't like somebody, you don't have to hang out with them or talk to them or look at their page. Like you don't, you just don't have to do that. Yeah, you really don't. Um, no, no, you, you don't. You don't have to. You don't have to look at anything. So yeah, you don't have to hate um, them ever. So yeah, we love the planner community, and they make us feel loved, and um, it's yeah. a beautiful thing. So um, yeah, I guess um, on that note, um, we can let everybody go. From yeah, let's this, wrap this um, up. Just us episode. Um, yeah. So you guys, you know that you can always find Caitlin. At creating a chaos underscore inst- on Instagram underscore official on Instagram, <laughs> Caitlin. She's like, here we go. Yeah, I know. I'm like, here's the yes. It's embarrassing every she, day. <laughs> she is once again at creating in chaos underscore official on Instagram. She is also creating in chaos on YouTube and Patreon, and she has a teacher Instagram that is chaos in the classroom, and she has a duck. Instagram so that you can follow her duck adventures and that is ducking chaos underscore official on Instagram. So one other place, if you want to get in touch with Caitlin, but I might also see this message. So make sure when you send it, that you don't talk smack about me or do, but, <laughs> but you can send Caitlin a message at the spice chaos podcast DMS as well. So that's all of Caitlin's places for sure. Yep. And then you can find Leanne at Spiced Plan on YouTube, hopefully with some new content coming soon for all of you, uh, Instagram and Patreon. And she also hangs out over on Spiced Horizons where she sometimes plays Animal Crossing. And of course, you can always find her here on Mondays and Fridays. And also over on the Spice Chaos um, Instagram page, you can DM her and you can talk smack about me or whatever you want. Um, but just DM her over there and, and let her know how, how loved she is this month during Love Month. And, that, <laughs> and that's it. That's it. That's all the places. That's right. Come and find me. And hopefully right. there'll be new content soon. I'm making plans. I'm getting out my planners and thinking Ooh, it through. The planner. Oh, just thinking about it. So everybody just 
just stay tuned. Um, you know, it could be it could be six more episodes of our show before I ever get around to doing anything. But I am thinking about it. So don't worry, yes. I will be peer pressuring her until then. <laughs> she will. So everyone <laughs> have the most beautiful week ever. And we will talk to you guys on Friday, obviously. And um, yeah, so we'll talk to you in the next one. Bye, friends. Bye.